Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Golden Astrologer Podcast. This is Deb McBride, and it is Sunday, September 4th in the year 2022. And I am broadcasting from lovely Escazú, Costa Rica, where it is dusk, and it has been a beautiful day with no rain, surprisingly. And here we are with the week ahead. So the big news is right now, right now, that Mars is at 8 degrees of Gemini. And it was at 8 degrees Gemini yesterday, and it will be at 8 degrees Gemini the rest of today, and then tomorrow it'll go to 9. But if you know anything about astrology, you know that each sign is 30 degrees, and each degree represents something in the zodiac as far as points where things stop, planets stop, planets do retrogrades, planets do you know, a pivot, planets um, meet other planets. And so we are looking at eight degrees Gemini right now as a bit of a famous point, okay? These things happen at certain points in the zodiac, and then we start to call them famous points. So at this moment, we are looking at Mars at this point, and we are paying attention. And if you've heard me on Instagram this week, you heard me say to pay close attention. This is important because Mars is coming back to this point. This is now we are going into the shadow, but the point when it will come back and sit here will be January and it's going to start January 1st and stay till about the 23rd or 24th of January, my birthday, the 24th of January. Anyway, it will stay there. Ah, uh, you know, that's roughly three and a half weeks or so. And this is one place in the Zodiac, one degree. It's not like Mars is in a little section there. It's eight degrees for three weeks. So this is important for us to pay attention to because whatever is happening now, we're planting seeds. We are planting seeds in our life right now. And then in January, we're going to see some things bloom as a result of planting the seeds. Now, we're always planting seeds. We're always planting seeds and things happening and not happening. But it's important what we're doing now and it is important who we're talking to and speaking to and connecting to at this time. And it's where our thoughts are taking us because it's Gemini, which is about thinking and language and speech and intellect. And so this is an interesting moment because if we pay attention and we get the subtle shifts happening now, when we get to January, we're going to know more about this. So you know, maybe you're excited about something, you're starting a new project or whatever, and then January it'll bloom, it'll be in fruition or, or something, anything. But you might be hearing from people now and then hear from them again in January or get together with them in January, go visit someone. You know what I mean. Right now is connected to January. So it's important to pay attention. It's also important to pay attention to any sort of internal experiences that you're having as we move forward into the shadow. Now, what's a shadow? The shadow means that this is the place in the zodiac where Mars is going to traverse three times between now and next March. Okay? So there's going to be the place in the zodiac now where Mars has been up until now. So that's one degree through seven degrees of Gemini. And it's not coming back to those. It's going to go to about 23, 24 on October 30th and then turn around and go backwards 23, 24, you know, 2, 21, 20 degrees Gemini all the way back till when it hits 8 degrees again. And that means this this section that we are entering now is going to be visited by Mars again and again. 
okay? So it's very important. That means, okay, for example, Mars goes to 9 degrees Gemini tomorrow. Well, it'll go all the way to 24. It'll all the way back, all the way through, you know, counting backwards. And then it'll get to 9 degrees sometime at the end of December. And it'll start to slow down and be at 9 degrees, 9 degrees. And then it'll get to 8 degrees and stay there. And then when it turns around on the 12th of January, when it makes its pivot on the 12th of January to go direct, it'll be 888 for another 12 days or so. And then it will go forward and then it'll hit 9 degrees again. So it's 9 degrees tomorrow and probably Tuesday. And then 9 degrees again at the end of December. And then 9 degrees again at the end of January. Do you see what I mean? That's how the retrograde shadow works. So we are paying quite a bit of attention to all of this right now because this is going to be a heavy time, a heated time, and it's an important time. So Mars is the planet of action, of courage, of confidence, of um, not being passive. <laughs> and where we choose to take action and where we choose to be confident in areas of our lives. And, and yes, we can choose to be confident or step away and avoid something, you know. So we want to choose to be confident in the area ruled by Gemini. And wherever that is for you, you can have a look at your astrological chart if you know it. If not, you can get a copy of it at many different websites online or consult an astrologer such as myself. Anyway, this is, this is a moment. We are having a moment right now, and we want to pay attention to this. So it's, it's good, it's important, maybe something valuable is happening for you, and it is very important to pay attention to this. We want to be sure that we can make a connection to what's happening in January, um, you know, especially if you've got a long-term project going. That's something that you're going to want to pay attention to, and I don't recommend launching products and projects, products and projects and websites and all sorts of things, or launching lawsuits, that's really not a good thing to launch when Mars is retrograde. So that'll be from October 30th to January 12th. And previously I was saying the 15th or so because, you know, give Mars a couple days to get up and running, you know. Um, but that's, that's not a time to sue someone. That's not a time to start a fight with someone. It's not a time to start something that's going to cause a negative action with someone. No, not good. Not good. So you want to get all that out of the way. If you do have to launch a lawsuit because it's important and, and there's been something against you and it's valuable, well, you know, they're unpleasant, but, you know, it's better to launch it now than before we get to you know, the retrograde. So, or hopefully if you had to launch a lawsuit, you've done it already. But anyway, no one wants to launch a lawsuit. No one. So that's it. Um, let's hope, let's hope nobody has to go there. Now, in the meantime, we've got other stuff going on and we're going to pay attention to things that are happening around now because, you know, this is a moment and Astrology works in snapshots of time, too. You know, whatever else is happening in the sky, we pay attention to that as well. So Venus is at 29 degrees of Leo, and tonight it will enter the sign of Virgo. Pretty late, actually, wee hours in Eastern time zone, really five minutes after midnight tomorrow morning. <laughs> so tonight, if you're up till midnight in the Eastern time zone, five minutes after midnight, Venus will go into Virgo which means 
5 after 10 here, it will go into Virgo. Now, that means Venus is at the very end of Leo. So Mars is in Gemini and Venus is in Leo. And so remember this. Remember this. Venus at the end of Leo is aligned with the fixed star Regulus, a royal star of Persia. And that is the king. And in some cases, of course, the queen. So whatever feels, you know, particularly regal to you right now, if there's something, you know, in your life where you feel like, you know, you've got someone you know has talent, you have talent. Talent comes with regulus, you know, people who are gifted in some way. And so maybe you have a baby today, right? And they have Venus on regulus. Well, that's talented child. They're extremely creative. But Leo is, you know, creative, deeply creative and fiery and a little sexy, especially for Venus. And you know, Venus loves being in the center of attention. And so she does well in Leo. She likes to be in Leo. And so if, and I said on Instagram today, if you feel like you want to do something that treat yourself like royalty, you should go do that. Go treat yourself to something. You know, maybe it's a beautiful meal. Maybe it's a hot bath. Maybe it's a massage. Maybe it's, you know, just a beautiful walk. And the experience of that, you know, something that makes you feel a little regal, a little royal. Um, we all need that in our life every now and again. It doesn't mean you should walk around with an ego and try to push people around, but for sure, it, giving yourself some time to be, feel a little special and regal in Spanish, regalo is gift. So people who have regulus on a planet are often gifted. People who have aligned with a planet, they're not really on a planet. Um, but, you know, you can have a certain level of um, creative talent anywhere at 29 Leo. So, you know, maybe you're, you're looking at your creative talent today. Maybe you have, like, you're going back to something. You're going back to playing piano or something like that. Um, it's a good time to do those things. But Venus will enter Virgo, and then that's a different vibe altogether. And adjacent signs are often a different vibe altogether. So, you know... Virgo is more practical and organized and health-oriented. It rules the house of health and work. And work can be very healing. If it's the right work, it can be very healing. And we are in service when we are doing our work. And Virgo rules service. So Venus and Virgo, those people are often, they feel they're in service. And that's a great thing. You know, they understand what service means and how they are, we are all in service in some way in our life, and it's good. It, we want to serve humanity, and serving humanity when Venus is in Virgo is like very mindful and of uh, au courant, you know? And Venus in Virgo does a really good job of that and stays organized. And, you know, you want an assistant with Venus in Virgo because that assistant will get the job done. Virgo is very hardworking and very loyal. And so, um, but the part about Venus not being at her best is because she's exalted in Pisces, which is the opposite sign. So Venus in Virgo often has a bit of a, oh, well, it didn't work out again kind of thing. <laughs> and she's really very sort of, you know, loyal maybe to a point of fault in Virgo and maybe just not the right place for frivolity and excitement. She's, you know, she's very practical in, in, uh, Virgo. She's not in like she was in Leo. She's fiery in Leo. She's sexy. She's flirtatious. She's not in Virgo. She's like, 
you know, practical and, you know, mindful and no nonsense and let's get the job done. So Venus likes to, you know, a clean, have a clean environment, have a beautiful environment, but be, be particular about how it's organized and how it's taken care of. And that's the nature of her there. So it's okay. You know, it doesn't mean it's bad if you have Venus and Virgo. It just means, you know, you got to look at after your health. It's really good for looking after your health because it means maybe with some joy and some passion, you will attend to health matters and, you know, clean up your diet, clean up your act, get exercising more, go do something that's going to be health oriented and enjoy it. Venus is about enjoying something, you know, so we want to stay aware of that, you know, stay aware of our health in these next three weeks, three, four weeks or so, and keep, keep things clean, keep the body clean. And, you know, summer's over for those people. It's not really over. I always say that summer does not end till the 22nd of September in the Northeast, in the, the Northern Hemisphere. And people go back to school and go back to work and go stop their vacations and all that business because they're on that Memorial Day, Labor Day you know, mindset. And so tomorrow is Labor Day in the United States. And so people think, oh, it's back to back to the grind time. But you know, I've taken vacations in September, and it's quite lovely, Um, especially when you go to Europe. (laughs) and Everybody's left. (laughs) It's a better time to go to Europe, because it's still very beautiful weather, and it's not crowded. So so that's one of the other things going on right now, Venus. And so then let's talk about Mercury. Mercury, our friend Mercury is in Libra and Mercury is going retrograde on Friday. So we already have one planet changing sign. We have another planet getting ready to like go into the retrograde shadow and we have another planet now going retrograde on Friday. Mercury will retrograde in the sign of Libra, which is ruled by Venus. Now, what do we have in Mercury retrograde? Okay, first of all, there's the usual list of things to avoid. Don't sign contracts. Don't buy a new computer. Don't buy a new phone. Don't buy a new car. You know, one of the things that's important is mechanics because details and figures and information get messed up. Now, that's the typical warnings of Mercury retrograde. But the thing is that you have to keep doing things. You have to keep doing things. We have to keep going forward. If you need to buy a new computer because yours died, you got to go get it. Or your phone. If you lost your phone, you got to go get a new one. So the thing that happens and the thing that we want to be aware of is what happens during the retrograde and after the retrograde to whatever happened when we were, you know, buying the object or signing the contract. I've had to buy phones right away. Uh, I think I bought a phone on Venus retrograde in 2017. It was about to retrograde or it was retrograde. And it was fine. (laughs) But that was Venus. Um, I try to avoid those things. I try to avoid the retrogrades, uh, you know, purchases and stuff. But you got to do what you got to do. One of the things that we tell people, and I'm sure I've said this before on many Mercury retrogrades, um, is that when you have something like, you know, you've got to sign an apartment lease and it's a brand new place, you're, you're going to get a mortgage or you're like, you got your mortgage and Mercury's retrograde, you just have to know that sometimes things change 
during or after the retrograde. So you may have to sign that contract. Now, people do this every day. No, there are a lot of people who don't listen to astrology, and they just, they're doing their business. There's real estate dealers. They're, they're signing contracts all the time. They're not paying attention to what happens afterwards. And one of the things that's so important is that you um, pay attention to, okay, so you say you sign your lease in the Mercury retrograde. Well, maybe they gave you garden rights. And they said, oh, yeah, you can use the garden. And then they say, no, you can't. When the retrograde, no, we decided we don't want anybody using the garden. No. Um, when the retrograde, like, finishes or something, it's like, oh, okay, well, you know. And some people start a new job on a Mercury retrograde. They can't help it. They need a job. They got hired. What are they going to do? Say, no, you know, I got to wait three weeks. It's different if you have to give notice but at your other job. But if you, like have to get a job and you you get a job and it's mercury retrograde well you go okay great you know I'll just this, we'll just see what happens I've started things on mercury retrograde freelance positions I've had freelance positions start on mercury retrograde and you know what happened I had to clean up a mess from the previous person that was the, all the retrograde stuff and I had to untangle all the messes that were left behind by the previous person. That's a Mercury retrograde. It didn't affect the whole job because sometimes you get a job on a Mercury retrograde and by the time the next Mercury retrograde comes, like three, four months later, you don't have that job anymore. Something's gone wrong, something's happened, you know, they're, they're moving their company or they're closing their company or whatever. Um, so yeah, it happens. It's not a hundred percent but you have to look at the details and you do have to pay attention now mercury is in libra which is about partnership beauty aesthetic yes design absolutely partnership libras don't like to be alone and they are always seeking a dynamic between themselves and others so libra energy partnership energy maybe you'll hear from a past partner maybe you'll hear from a business partner that you were working with you know it's not just romantic personal partners what can happen is you also have a very deep conversation with your current partner like oh there's things that come out mercury retrograde often brings the truth to the light when it's happening especially in partnership when mercury's in libra it's like okay this is what was really going on and I didn't know it. Okay. And so these are important things to ponder and be aware of. The truth about certain things comes out during Mercury retrograde. Maybe a truth about your partnership comes out. You know, I never told you this, but it's like, oh my God, really? You know, or you hear from someone from the past. These are all things that can be uh, happening during Mercury retrograde. But one of the useful things about Mercury retrograde is you go back over things you review you revise you revisit and that's all a process of it's an internal process maybe you're in therapy and you're revisiting something from your past and it's really important to do that because you're going to have a breakthrough you know um maybe you are renewing your wedding vows that's a great thing to do during mercury retrograde in libra um maybe you are considering you know calling someone who was a business partner from the past and you want to talk to them about you know a potential deal in the future but not right now like you know you're going to just have the conversation that's fine revisiting revising reviewing reconnecting reestablishing, reinitiating anything like that during mercury retrograde um 
these are these are the re times. Retrograde means re. So we go back and we look at what may have occurred and in these last couple of weeks and then in the past and we can reconnect with that or we can sort of ponder it, understand it, let it go, release. Okay? Release it. And that's a very important thing to do during Mercury retrograde as well. So these are healthy, optimal ways to use Mercury retrograde. It's not like the world shuts down and we crawl under our beds and that's it. We are using this to go back over things. Maybe you rebalance your checkbook. Maybe you go back and connect with things that were potentially overlooked and they were details that you needed for your work or something. The other thing is that when Mercury retrogrades, we are able to go within, do some really good meditations, really get into ourselves, and you know do some inner work. It's always good to do inner work, but Mercury retrograde helps us recognize things that may be going on for us, you know, inwardly. Okay, so that is another thing that's we're looking forward to. Now there is a full moon on Saturday. Uh, the 10th, if you can believe it, next Saturday is already the 10th, and that is at 17 degrees Pisces, so the full moon is in Pisces, and it is relatively kind of close to Neptune. It's not entirely right on top of Neptune, but, you know, it comes to Neptune like, you know, about 10 hours later, and so that is something we should be looking at because the sun will be in Virgo, at 17 degrees and the moon will be in Pisces at 17 degrees and that's gonna happen at 5:59 a.m. so actually about 11 hours later is when the moon comes to Neptune so it's fairly close to Neptune so what do we know about Neptune we know Neptune is a planet of not being able to see it's a foggy planet it's illusion it's delusion it's mystical and so Pisces is a mystical sign and the moon there is you know giving us the opportunity to do some mystical work so that could be forms again meditation is a good thing since Mercury will retrograde the day before we're having that full moon it's time for a little maybe mystical homework maybe it's good to do another type of ritual maybe you know, I did a big space cleanse on the new moon a couple weeks ago, and now the full moon asks us to tap into emotions and feelings. See, the new moon was all in Virgo, whereas the full moon here is all about Virgo versus Pisces. So there's the practical versus the spiritual and the mystical versus the everyday. Okay, so since it's we're focused on the moon, it is a time to connect with emotions, feelings, everyday habits, but also the fact that it's with Neptune enhances the intuitive abilities, enhances the mysticism, enhances the ability for mind expansion, especially when you sit with meditation. This full moon invites us to really be connected to our feelings, feelings, okay? It's very sensitive. This is a very intensely sensitive, intuitive moon. And this is so much about having faith as well. You know, Virgo's a skeptic. Virgo is always skeptical of things. And they just have to wrap their head around something that is, you know, analytical. They like that. They like their spreadsheets in order. But this is much more about, and that's why they're in opposition. You know, this is much more about the seeing 
and feeling the unknowable and the unknown and trusting the unknown and tapping into that. Now, let's be real here, okay, for a moment. Neptune is about delusion, okay? So you might get some glimpses into where you might be deluding yourself or you've been deluding yourself or someone is deluding you. That is an important thing to pay attention to during uh, a full moon with Neptune, okay? So that's that's another matter that we have to deal with. So just be aware, just stay aware. And this is just asking us to allow the flow of intuition, allow the flow of hunches, allow the inner part of you to speak, okay? And just trust it, just trust it. That's That voice within is really important to listen to, okay? And then, you know, when we move past this, we can sort of reflect on what we've learned during the experience because it is it's always a learning experience especially if you are someone who this this particular aspect is hitting you in your chart so if you're pisces or you're virgo or you're gemini or you're sagittarius you're going to get a dose of this okay this full moon and the mutable signs are really getting a dose of everything right now. They're getting Mars is in Gemini and Venus is going into Virgo tonight. And as I speak, the moon is in Sagittarius, but it's not going to be there for much longer. And the sun is in Virgo. So there's a lot of mutable activity. And, you know, we like to see balance in the heavens. And so there's just a lot of mutability right now, which is flexibility. So the heavens are asking us to be flexible, okay? Now we do have enough things in air. We have Saturn and Mercury and Mars all in air signs. We still have Pluto, of course, in Capricorn Earth, and we still have Uranus in Taurus Earth, and we still have, you know, uh, Neptune in Pisces, water. So Jupiter's still in Aries, so there's fire. Thankfully, there's some fire and Venus to just today is in Leo, but there's not a lot of fire. Lately, to get fire in the sky is just a hard thing to do, but we got to be grateful for that Jupiter in Aries, okay? <laughs> because we need something that's going to get us up and going. You know, even if Jupiter's retrograde right now, it's it's we want something that's going to get us up and going. Now, once Mercury goes retrograde, that means Mercury will be retrograde, Pluto will be retrograde, Saturn will be retrograde, Jupiter will be retrograde, and Neptune will be retrograde, okay? That's a whole lot of retrograde in the sky. And Mercury will go direct October 2nd, so it won't be at the same time as Mars. But <laughs> this is like a lot of planets in retrograde, okay? It's just going to be Sun, Venus, and Mars that are not in retrograde. And we've got an enormous amount of inner work to do during this time, okay? That's what retrogrades want, taking a step back and, you know, taking that step inward, especially when the faster planets do this, like Mercury, because the outer planets in all their half the year retrograde. But then we just have to tap into what's going on internally for us. If you don't take a stop and a breath and a step back, how do you live your life, right? <laughs> how do you live your life? You have to do that. So we're going to do that quarterly step back <laughs> with Mercury. And, you know, it's it, don't be afraid of Mercury retrograde. It's gotten a bad reputation over the years. People are born with Mercury retrograde all the time. So, you know, it's important to see it for what it is, use it for what it is, and just try to, you know, keep your details in order, and then you should be just fine. In the meantime, 
um, the moon is in Sagittarius. As I said, it's going to go into Capricorn later, but it is in Sag till 10.03 p.m. when it enters Capricorn, but it's going to be void as of 9.51 p.m. and really only, what is that, like barely 15 minutes that it's going to be void. So, and it's Sunday night and you guys have a holiday up in the Northeast, uh, up in the Northern Hemisphere where that's a... 9.51 p.m. is northeastern time. And if you're in Europe, then, um, you know, you'll be asleep probably when this is all happening. You won't care. And then the moon will be in Capricorn. It'll be in Capricorn all day tomorrow. Very industrious for the next couple days in Capricorn. And then eastern time on Tuesday the 6th, 5.43 p.m., it will go void in Capricorn conjunct Pluto. And then it will enter... Aquarius at 11.41 p.m. Eastern Time, and that is good for, you know, the evening hours of Tuesday as people start getting used to it being September. And, you know, back to work, back to school, back to, back to all that stuff. And so then Wednesday, it's in Aquarius all day, the moon, and it stays in Aquarius on Thursday. It's going to conjunct Saturn at 8.34 a.m. on Thursday and then go void. And that's a long void because it goes void at 8.34 a.m. on Thursday, Eastern Time, and it doesn't go into Pisces till 12.42 a.m. That means it's void all day from 8.34 a.m. To 12.42 a.m. on Friday morning if you live in Eastern Time, if you, of course, adjust for your time zone. And then Friday it'll be in Pisces and getting ready to make that full moon exact um, at 5.59 a.m. Eastern Time on Saturday morning. And then it will stay in Pisces and then go void 8.29 p.m. Saturday night. And then stay void for the rest of Saturday night. So don't worry about it. Don't worry about getting anything accomplished. Watch a movie. Moon void in Pisces. Great time to watch movies. Take, take an early nap. Take a bath. Go for a swim. You know, all of that's great when the moon is void in Pisces. It's about like, you know, meditate. Always, I'm always telling you to meditate anyway. But but that's a good time. It's a good time for healing. It's a good time for healing. Um, then we go to... The moon entering Aries, 2.47 a.m. Sunday morning, Eastern Time. And then the moon's in Aries all day Sunday. And that will be Sunday the 11th. So in the meantime, other aspects next Sunday, the sun will trine Uranus. That's good and ambitious. It's an earth sign, so maybe you'll get some things done around the house. You take care of some paperwork. And, you know, otherwise, we're just, we're just moving on forward. And it's not uh, one of those hysterical weeks where there's all sorts of aspects and we don't know you know, when it's, we're going to get a break and we're going to breathe, but I don't feel that it's that right now. It's okay, but we do need to pay attention, slow down, pay attention to what's going on because of that Mars. And, you know, Mars is in Gemini and Mars in Gemini is, you know, like I said, action, courage to speak up, action towards intellectual pursuits, get some new books to read, do some writing, all of these things, really important. But the important thing is, we gear up and we get as much done as possible before it retrogrades at the end of October. This is going to be an interesting time, interesting, interesting time. And so there you have it. And that is this week. And I thank you all for listening. If you'd like to get in touch with me for a session or something, you can go to my website, thegoldenastrologer.com. And 
you can book online for anything astrology, Reiki. The special is over. The Reiki special is over. There'll be something else coming. I haven't decided what that is yet, but the Reiki special is over. And you can book a session with astrology, emotional clearing, Reiki, any of those things. You can also read my blog on the uh, Golden Astrologer website, and you can also see me on Instagram during the week. The Golden Astrologer is my Instagram handle, and I make videos very often about what the astrology is like because it feels different. You know, I can sit here on Sunday and talk to you, and then it feels different when we get to Tuesday and Wednesday. It's like, oh, that's what's going on. That's what's happening. Okay. All right. That's what we're doing. Okay. And it's just like we have a different handle and a different perspective once we get into our week. So stay tuned. And if you are interested in anything and you have questions about it, you're certainly welcome to write to me, deb at debmcbride.com or info at thegoldenastrologer.com. Thank you for listening. Gratitude to all. Have a beautiful week ahead.